You're listening to the CXMH Podcast with Robert Vore and Steve Austin. Hey, welcome back to the CXMH Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Austin, along with my handy-dandy little sidekick, Bobby Vore. Robert, welcome back to the show. I'm going to punch you right in the head. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Hey, so I'll get right to it. About a week ago, we published a Twitter post, a Twitter poll, rather, um, asking people what they wanted to hear more of. And uh, one of the top responses was self-care. And so we aim to please. And so we're serving that bad boy up today. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think we should talk about a little self-care. What do you think? I like it. Okay. I'm on board. What's your, what's your favorite way to practice self-care? Uh, that's fantastic. I'm actually not great at self-care, which is, you know, just full admission here from one of the hosts of the show, but no, let's be, let's be totally honest. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not great at it. It's a thing I've been working on, trying to be intentional about working on in the past couple of years. I would say, so I've been playing music my entire life. Actually this year I'll have been playing drums for 20 years. Get out. You started playing when you were four? That's amazing. When I was seven. I'll be 27 this oh, year. Oh, excuse me. Excuse yeah, me. yeah. Excuse me, seven. Wow. Whatever. Get out of here. <laughs> and so playing music or listening to music, things like that are always really therapeutic for me. Mostly that. Uh, I've started really recently, actually, past couple of weeks, learning a bit about mindfulness and progressive muscle relaxation and things like that, but yes. kind of just... Dipping my toes into some other self-care. For the first time, actually a few weeks ago, I took a day off work for no reason whatsoever, just because I needed to be at home and relax and not do a bunch of things. There was just kind of a million things in every area of my life happening. Dude, and so, there's so much value in a mental health day. So much it, value. It was... I don't... It's weird because, and I know people are going to relate to this, you feel super guilty because why, like, why would I take a day off work, right? Yep. There's stuff to be done. I don't have a doctor's appointment. Yeah. It's not like I've got to go to the DMV. Yeah, I totally get it. No, absolutely. But there was you know, personal stuff and work stuff and uh, grad school stuff, just a bunch of stuff. And I just I needed a day to kind of unload everything and not worry about it. And so... That was the first for me, so definitely improving in the self-care area. And I know you are big in the area of self-care. I love me some self-care, but I didn't always. I didn't know what it meant. It sounded new agey to me, and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to sit and put my middle finger against my thumb and, you know, hum. I'm not doing it. Um, right. I had no idea what it was, and most people don't. Most people don't understand self-care, what it means, why it matters. People don't get it. But like, okay, perfect example right now. It's my lunch break at work. We're doing this bonus episode. So if the sound sounds a little different, it's because I'm doing this podcast from my phone because we're professionals here. Uh, But I'm sitting out by the lake, just enjoying looking at the water, watching the way that the wind, you know, moves the water across the pond, simple stuff like that. Just being aware of my surroundings while we do this show. And that's some awesome, really simple self-care. It allows me to get some fresh air, get a little sunshine, and uh, it's good. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, so yeah, I published my third book a few months ago called Self-Care for the Wounded Soul, 
21 Days of Messy Grace. And uh, shameless plug, if you're interested, you can get it at myselfcarebook.com. Um, but since I published that book, I'm, I'm constantly getting questions about self-care. And like I said earlier, most people don't, they don't get it. I've learned that, that people don't understand what it means, why it matters, or where to begin. So I thought today we could cover that, and then we'll give you three examples of self-care from the Bible. Yeah. Okay, so for a regular, for us normal folks who don't have published books, <laughs> give... Uh, what, Whatever. Explain self-care, like at its fundamental level, because that's we toss that around a lot in kind of the circles you and I run in, uh, mental health circles, yeah. but what, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's a, it's a buzzword here lately. It's sort of that pop psychology where it's self-care. Um, my favorite working definition comes from the University of Kentucky, and I will read you their definition. They, descri- they describe it like this. Self-care includes any intentional actions you take to care for your physical, mental, and emotional health. Good self-care is a challenge for many people, and it can be especially challenging for survivors of interpersonal violence and abuse. It can also be an important part of the healing process. Self-care is unique for everyone. Hmm. All right, so let me ask you this. For those of us that subscribe to Christianity, uh, the definition we get of love, written by John and other places in the gospel, right, says this is how we know what love is, that Jesus laid down his life for us. So the definition that I operate with from love a lot of the time is what can I sacrifice for other people? Right, can sure. I sacrifice my time for people, or my money for people, or my comfort in having conversations they need to have, things like that, right? Yeah. So how does how do we balance that, or or how do we align that with self care? Because self care sounds at first glance selfish, maybe, right? Like, sure. hey, I should be always giving, but now people are saying, hey, no, do something for you. How do we how do we get past that? I think it's so important. I'll add to that for the good little church person who has always been told, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the crux of the gospel, right? The greatest command. But pretty much everybody's heard that verse, in my opinion, misinterpreted all their lives because they forget that in order to love their neighbor, they have to first love themselves. So most of us, I think, we suck at self-love and self-compassion. We excel, especially in the church, at performance-based Christianity, but we're pretty terrible at peeling back layers of shame, fighting perfectionism, and giving ourselves grace. But um, I've heard it said, and I wish I could remember who said it, but we can't pour from an empty cup. So Mm. we can't help our neighbor. We can't sacrifice. We can't lay down our lives for somebody else if we're always drained, if we're not filling ourselves back up. I think that we have to show ourselves some self-care. So self-care, it may sound selfish if you don't know what it is, but it looks like grace for yourself. It looks like self-love, self-compassion, just being kind to yourself. Because for so many of us, it's easy to be kind to other people, but we hate ourselves. We think that we're, Brene Brown talks about it, this, this whole cycle of shame where we say we're not good enough. We're not man enough, woman enough, Christian enough, parent enough, smart enough, you know, hardworking enough. We're not enough. And self-care comes in and starts to combat that shame and tell you that you deserve 
to be cared for too. Because if you don't care for yourself, you can't care for other people. Not for long. You'll eventually burn out. Yeah. No, I think that's fantastic. And you even hit on it there um, that you can't give something you don't have, right? And so a necessary part of loving, I view loving kind of as a cycle, right? Is that you have to accept love in order to give love. You can't give something you don't have. And there's a longer metaphor there, but we're, you know, it's a bonus episode. So we'll save that for, uh, we do have some, some full episodes on self-care coming up kind of down the pipeline as well. So, but we just wanted to throw a bonus out there. So, all right. So we've got basics of some self-care, why it matters, especially in a Christian context, but you know, for everybody, we believe it matters, obviously. Where do we start? Where do we start? Um, okay. Let's, because we're the, the, Christianity and mental health podcast, let's look at three examples of self-care from the Bible. The, um, the first one is my favorite portion of scripture in the whole big old book. Um, from the message version, Matthew 11, 26 through 30, Jesus said, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Dude, that doesn't sound like performance-based Christianity to me. No, not at all. All right, you ready for the second one? Yeah. We're going Old Testament, baby. Old Testament. Uh, Here we go. This is 1 Kings 19, 3 through 9, also from the message, because I'm not smart enough to read the King James Version. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When Elijah saw how things were, he ran for dear life to Beersheba, far in the south of Judah. He left his young servant there and went on into the desert another day's journey. He came to a lone broom bush and collapsed in its shade, wanting in the worst way to be done with it all, to just die. Enough of this, God. Take my life. I'm ready to join my ancestors in the grave. Exhausted, he fell asleep under the lone broom bush. Suddenly, an angel shook him awake and said, get up and eat. He looked around and to his surprise, right by his head, were a loaf of bread baked on some coals and a jug of water. He ate the meal and went back to sleep. The angel of God came back, shook him awake again, and said, Get up and eat some more. You've got a long journey ahead of you. He got up, ate, and drank his fill, and set out. Nourished by that meal, he walked forty days and nights all the way to the mountain of God, to Horeb. When he got there, he crawled into a cave and went to sleep. Super basic self-care. You need to take a nap. You need to drink some water. And have some carbs. Um, so yeah, it's it's super basic self-care. This guy was exhausted. And how many of us have been so tired, so completely burned out, worn out from giving, 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 and never refilling that we're like, man, dude, you know what? If I just close my eyes and never woke back up right now, it'd be okay. We talked on one of the very first episodes with the two Sarahs about not being suicidal, but knowing that suicide is an option, right? Yeah. And I think that's where Elijah was. He was like, man, I'm, I'm done with this. This sucks. Just, God, let me die. I prayed to die. And God's like, dude, you need to go to sleep. You need to take a nap and let me handle this for a while. 
So I think it's a super important one. Yeah, and I think that that's so true for all of us. The way that things seem when we are tired and hungry and in kind of the worst bits of it, so many times if like, hey, we go, we go get some rest and then we wake up and we have a meal, man, don't things look so much different? You know, if we remove ourselves for just a, a bit and kind of clear our heads and get right emotionally and physically, there's, there's so much power in that. The worst version of Steve Austin is Steve Austin who needs to eat. When my blood sugar gets low, I'm the most not nice person ever. Like people are like, oh, Steve's always positive, always upbeat, always happy, life of the problem. Let me tell you something. Let me get hungry. Let me get hungry. You will not want to be around me, and I promise I will not want to be around you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's super important to talk about praying, meditation, you know, all these spiritual things. But there is nothing more important than the basics. You need to get good sleep. You need to eat and drink and take care of your physical needs, too. All right, third one uh, is super simple. Luke, 15, uh, Luke 5, 16 from the message. As often as possible, Jesus withdrew to out-of-the-way places for prayer. So I think we forget about Jesus that, yes, he was fully God, but he was fully human. And I think he would get overwhelmed by the crowds who always needed, heal me, Jesus, heal my son, heal my daughter, feed 5,000 people with a snap of your fingers. We need you. We need you. Let me touch the hem of your garment. I've got a blood disease. And I think Jesus knew the importance of getting away, taking a nap, having some prayer time, taking some deep breaths. I think he was such an awesome example of sometimes you just got to pull away. Sometimes you got to take a mental health day. <laughs> yeah. Even when there's, he's on a boat in the middle of a storm and people are freaking out and he's napping away. That's right. Yep. Super important. All right. So I'm on board with okay. self-care. Uh, I, I, there's biblical examples. Jesus does it. I'm on board. Right. I have no idea where to start, hypothetically. <laughs> uh, you've started something specifically for self-care. Okay, so I'm super excited. Yes, just two days ago, I launched a brand new site, um, which is the Seven Day Self Care Challenge. Um, you can go there uh, by going to jointheselfcarechallenge.com. This is a direct result of our listeners. It's a direct result of that Twitter poll and people saying, give me more about self care. And so it's absolutely free. You go to jointheselfcarechallenge.com. We'll put uh, links in the show notes. And you sign up with your first name, your email address. And then every day for seven days, you'll receive an email about self-care. So you'll get um, tips and tricks and reflection questions. You'll get a daily mantra. Uh, it's super, super simple. It's absolutely free. There's no catch. There's no gimmick. All you have to do is sign up with your email address and your first name at jointheselfcarechallenge.com. Fantastic. Yeah, I would love for our people um, to try this out. All of these are, every single day, it's just an excerpt from the book, um, Self-Care for the Wounded Soul, 21 Days of Messy Grace. Yeah, no, I, I read your I read this book, Self-Care for the Wounded Soul, before it came out, uh, and then bought a copy when it came out, and 
I know it's gotten a lot of good reviews, and I know that we're friends, but I'm saying this as just a person who has read it. It's fantastic. It, there's a lot of great stuff in there. So this is a great opportunity for people who maybe don't want to immediately buy the book, launch into that, to kind of try out chunks of it first in, in a, you know, a seven-day commitment before they want to do a longer commitment, invest in the book, things like that. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, so check it out. It's jointheselfcarechallenge.com. And like you said, we're going to do more full episodes on self-care with some other guests and experts and things like that in the future. But we just wanted to sort of give you a taste of it and let you know about the self-care challenge. It starts on Monday, uh, the 27th of February, but you can join and start at any time. But the first self-care challenge starts on Monday. Well, hey, I want to finish with an encouraging story from scripture here. You were in First Kings a, a bit ago, so I want to read you just a really encouraging story from Second Kings here. Are you cool with that? Yeah, bring it. This is how we'll end it. From there, Elisha went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, some boys came out of the town and jeered at him. Get out of here, baldy, they said. Get out of here, baldy. He turned around, looked at them, and called down a curse on them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the boys. And he went on to Mount Carmel and from there returned to Samaria. You are the weirdest person that I know. <laughs> that is the most encouraging story ever. I hope my friend Patrick Carden is listening to this because I told him just the other day he's the sexiest bald man I know. So maybe he won't call down, I don't know, whatever from heaven against me. Yeah, well, there you go. I'm, there's no, I can't even provide context to that story because there's none provided in the Bible. <laughs> Have a great week. Join the self-care challenge. We'll see you on Monday for our episode with Paul Young, author of The Shack. Thanks a bunch. See y'all soon. Peace out.